0: It was the Saturday morning before Mother's Day, <coughs> hint, hint, and you're welcome. But it was the Saturday morning before Mother's Day, the woman wakes up and immediately turns to her husband and says, honey, guess what, I just had a dream. I dreamt it was Mother's Day and you gave me a pearl necklace. What do you think that dream means, honey? Honey? And he kind of turned over and looked at us and well, you'll know later on tonight. So he gets up and he goes out and he's gone most of the day and he comes back home that evening with his hand behind his back. And he comes up to his wife and he takes his hand out and there's a nice gift, all nicely gift-wrapped and everything. She's gleaming, she's got the smile on her face and she takes that gift and she's all giddy inside but she's trying to be proper. She undoes the bow and then takes off the gift wrap and what do you think's there, friends? A book entitled, How to Interpret Dreams. (laughs) Say this with me. Some people don't get it. Now, don't laugh too much at some of those people because the reality is none of us get it all the time, do we? Hmm? Some of us don't even know what it is we're trying to get. So don't be making fun of them because none of us get it all the time. If you you ever get someone in your life that thinks he or she knows it all the time, you might want to... Be careful. But I know for sure, I was a person who just didn't get it. When I first started doing this church stuff, people would tell me, John, we are God's sheep. God is our shepherd, and we are part of his flock. And I didn't get that. And not only did I not get it, not only did I not understand it, I really didn't like it. Because, now, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about animals and stuff. And most the animals and I, we have an agreement. You don't mess with me and I don't mess with you. So I don't know a whole lot. But I did know this about sheep. I was always told, one, sheep are dumb. And sheep just do what they're told. Hmm? So I thought, okay, so if I'm going to be part of the church of, i got to be dumb and just do what I'm told? Insert your own marriage joke there if you want. But I didn't agree with that. I thought it was a slap in the face. So, But I did what I could. I said, okay, let me see what I can learn about sheep to try to make sense of this. Try to make sense of being God's sheep. And, I mean, what can I share with you about what I learned about sheep? Nothing really. I mean, I looked at sheep, and there's white sheep, and they talk about the black sheep, and there's somewhere a little bit big. But there's nothing really more to it. So I look, and I look, and not get it until finally, I don't know if I learned it or someone told me or I realized the one thing so important about a sheep we have to know when God calls his sheep is that a sheep is lost without its shepherd. Hmm? A sheep is nothing without its shepherd. Now, Jesus knew that when he was talking that day to the people talking about being a good shepherd. Now, and I want to paint a picture for you what's going on in the context of what he said there. You have to go back a whole chapter in John. If you don't believe me, look it up in chapter 9. But there was a man who had been blind since birth. And one day, Jesus and his disciples see this man, and his disciples ask Jesus, Who sinned first, Jesus, this man or his parents, because he's blind? And Jesus is just like, oh, these people, guys, nobody... He's blind right now, so that you can actually see something. And so Jesus goes up to this man, and you know, not hearing the stuff about swine. This and he makes some mud and he spits in his hands, and he pours, puts that mud all around the man's eyes, and then tells the man to go clean himself, clean his face off. And when that man cleaned that mud off his face, you know what? You remember the story? He could see. Sound familiar? And you would think that when something like that happened to that man, everybody would be excited. But not everybody was. You know how people are. You know, God, God's done something for you. God's doing something great in your life, in life in your church, whatever. You go tell somebody, and they're all like, well, my church, we... you know how people are. Hmm? So there was a group of people, who were some of the religious authorities and they saw this guy and they knows, hold on, today's the Sabbath. And we don't do anything on the Sabbath. So they call the man to him. They have the man brought to them. Excuse me. They say, who did this to you? I, said, I don't know, but I'm sure glad he did it. <laughs> you haven't really been blind since birth, right? And they go back and forth and they don't believe the man. You remember what they do next? They call in his... Mom and Dad. Here come his mom and dad. This your son? Oh uh, yeah. He hasn't really been blind since birth, has he? This is my son. Yes, he's been blind since birth. Yes, he's not blind anymore. No, I don't know who did it. But you know what, he's kind of old enough himself. Why don't you ask him? Can I go home please? And so they send the parents out and they call the man back in again. They say, you need to tell us the truth. What is going-? And they drill him. They're going back and forth until finally the man, I love it, the man says, look, you asking me all these questions. You want to be his disciple too? And you know how folk are sometimes, right? You try to give them Jesus, and they don't like that, do they? So finally they kick him out. Had enough of you. You can't talk to us like that. You got to go. Kick him out, and Jesus finds out that this man has been kicked out. What's really interesting, if you, if you remember some of the details of that story, all the while the Pharisees made people bring the man to them. But guess what Jesus did? Jesus went out and found the man. Now that'll preach all by itself, but I ain't got time to do that one, okay? But Jesus went out and found the man. He says, hey, you believe in the Son of Man? And says, well, uh, yeah, but I don't really know who it is. Jesus says, ta da, here I am, it's me. And it says the man worshiped John, excuse me, man worshiped Jesus right there. And you know how folks are? You think, you know, the man's sitting there worshiping, you know, he didn't get up early Sunday morning and get dressed to go worship and sing. He wasn't sitting in a comfortable pew, he was just right there in front of Jesus worshiping. You think, They'd at least say, okay, the man's worshipping, let's leave him alone. But Jesus says something about some people being spiritually blind, they get all upset. Well, you calling us blind? And then Jesus goes and gives them this whole um, spill about sheep and shepherds. Jesus says, you know, the shepherd stands at the gate, and the shepherd is the one who lets all the sheep go out where they need to go. The shepherd knows each one of those sheep by name. And the sheep know the voice of their shepherd. And the sheep hear the voice of that shepherd. And when they're all out, the shepherd goes out in front of the sheep. And he leads the sheep where the sheep need to be. And you know what everybody said to that? Oh, duh. Jesus knew that. And all the people listening knew that. They probably owned sheep themselves, or they probably hired shepherds. To take it. They, it was so common, I think it was so basic, that it just went whoosh, right over what he's saying. And so he says, guys, okay. Okay, look, let's try to." I am the gate that the sheep go through. Other people have come before me. They are thieves. And those thieves only come to kill, steal, or destroy the sheep. But I come so that the sheep can have life and have life in abundance. Now before we get all excited talking about abundance, talking about new cars, bigger houses, new jobs, repeat after me. The Lord Lord is is my shepherd. I shall not. Easy. But I come so that they may have life in abundance. And he says, I am the good shepherd. And we can talk theologically, we can talk historically, we can talk culturally, all the kind of ollies or ologies you want. But when I hear Jesus saying, I am the good shepherd, you know what that means to me? Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. That means, you know what? There's a bad shepherd somewhere. There's a shepherd out there who doesn't really care where he's leading his sheep. There's a shepherd somewhere who doesn't really care if his sheep live or die. There's a shepherd out there. Whatever. Jesus said, you know those, you know those shepherds. But I am the good Shepherd. The bad shepherd doesn't care about the life of his sheep. But the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. I am the good shepherd. Nobody makes me do this. Nobody takes my life from me. I lay down my life for my sheep. So that my sheep, they go through the gate. My sheep can say something like, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. My shepherd leads me to green pasture. Now, what does a green pasture mean for a sheep? Freedom, really? Food? Sustenance? Yeah, I don't want because I've got everything I need because of my shepherd has led me here. What could I want? And then my shepherd, the sheep says, leads me beside still waters. Now you might find this odd, but a, a very dangerous thing to do, or, or a very, how can I say, uh, uh, a very real way of dying in this area is to be caught in one of these uh, wadis. You know what a wadi is, right? It's like a, it's a valley where water goes through, sometimes a little bit smaller, sometimes a bit bigger. Now, sometimes these wadis, they can be just as dry as anything around. If you're in that wadi at the wrong time, when that water starts coming down, you're stuck in that valley. You've got nowhere to go. You can use your imagination what happens in the wadi when the water comes. But the sheep says, My shepherd leads me beside still water. Y'all with me? I don't have to worry about the water coming because my shepherd has brought me somewhere else. Then the sheep realizes, My shepherd leads me. I don't magically appear where I want to be at the green pastures of the still waters. I'm being led. And as I'm being led, sometimes the journey hmm, isn't as pretty as the green pastures. You are with me? But even though the sheep says, "I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil." My shepherd's rod and his staff, they comfort me. Now, the sheep can say, I fear no evil, not because the evil isn't bad. Oh, the evil is bad, isn't it? If you've ever been in your valley, you know it's bad. It can be real bad to lose that job, can't it? It can be real bad when the budget just doesn't make sense every single month. It can be real bad when you in the morning and everything hurts day after day day it can be really bad can't it when a loved one dies but that sheep says as I walk through the valley of the shadow of that death I will fear no evil not because the evil is not bad but because the shepherd is good y'all with me But, you know, some people just don't get it. And they don't get you trying to get it either. They don't get why you have a Bible on your nightstand by your bed or on your coffee table. They don't understand why you take the time to read this, do they? They don't understand why you keep coming to this little church week after week after week after week. Do they? And they don't get, why, well, when something happens to you, the first thing you want to do is, oh, Lord, help me. They just don't get it, do they? I'd love to tell you they will get it. Some of them will, but the reality is some of them ain't gonna never get it. Pardon my bad English. And some of those people are on the outside, aren't they? People we kind of know. Maybe we work with them, maybe we live around them, maybe we used to be whatever. And you know, they can kind <clears> of <throat> why you why well eggs, all that stuff, and you're well, okay. But then some of those people are pretty close to us, aren't they? I don't get you. Now those voices, friends, can be very loud, can't they? Questioning why you want to try to do the good that's in your heart that you want to do. Questioning why you want to find out what the pages of that book really mean for you. Questioning why you give to the church. Questioning why you want people to hear the message of Christ. Questioning everything. Not getting why it's important to you. Voices can be very loud. Can't they? Friends, I want you to hear the voice this morning. Of the Good Shepherd. Hmm? I want you to hear the voice of the Shepherd calling out to each one of you. Because the Shepherd knows us all by name, doesn't he? This Good Shepherd knows every single thing about us that there is to know, and he loves us anyway, doesn't he? I want you to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd calling out to you. You might be in the flock. Maybe you're kind of one of the confused ones, don't know which way we're going. Maybe you're trying to keep up. Maybe you're in the front. Maybe you're in the back. Maybe you're just trying to squeeze in. Maybe, you know, your wool's not as fluffy or whatever as all the other sheep. Maybe you don't look like all the other sheep, but none of that really matters, friends. There is one flock. And there is one good shepherd. I pray this morning that you would hear his voice calling your name. Would you pray with me, please? Oh, good shepherd, teach us to hear and listen to your voice. Teach us, Lord, to follow you. Give us the strength and the courage to do your work wherever it is you send us. And give us the trust to give our whole life to you. In the good shepherd's name we pray. Amen.